morning, everyone. Welcome to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to six. I was going to say six. It's eight. (laughs) Eight kids and nana to seven. So uh, I hope I said all that right. Anyway, most of you know, I just have a bunch of kids and most of them are grown, but we do have some grandkids too, which is wonderful. Um, But again, welcome to the podcast today. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling and my most recent book, uh, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. It's based on my 25 years of experience homeschooling our eight kids, and I'll show you why you don't have to force your kids to spend hours slaving over book work all day in order to have a rich and full education. I take the overwhelm out of home education and show you how doable it really is. And it's packed with, this book is packed with inspirational ideas that will equip you to be able to home educate in a way that's a custom fit for your family. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is it's flexible. So, Um, It's an encouragement to families who are new to homeschooling or already homeschooling. It's available on Amazon, at your favorite bookseller, or on my website, DorindaWilson.com. And thank you, big shout out to all of you who have been uh, putting reviews on with your favorite bookseller. Um, Amazon, you know, was shooting for the 50. We have blown past that. Um, And I love it. Just keep putting those reviews up. We're at 71. Um, So thank you to all of you who took those few minutes to leave a review. Um, now, one of the chapters in my book is called Overcoming Obstacles. There are testimonies in that chapter from several moms who had what most would consider insurmountable obstacles to homeschooling. They each share what their obstacle was, why they decided to move forward anyhow, and what the results have been. Now, many would consider being a single mom an obstacle that would keep someone from being able to homeschool. But the truth is that there are actually more single homeschooling moms out there than one might think. Now, recently I met one at a conference and she really stood out in my mind. Her name was Maria. And she stood out in my mind because she came to my table and started telling me how the Lord had laid on her heart to start homeschooling her kids like a couple of years ago. And she'd prayed and prayed and prayed about it. And she talked to the people in her church and she got nothing but discouragement from the people in her church. But I'm telling you, this woman was just beaming with, uh, I don't even know, it was with the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, but with this confidence and just this this peace that she was doing what was right for her kids. And so she was like, she was telling me, I I am bound and determined to do this because God is calling me to do it. And I have to do it even if other people think that I'm crazy. And I said, you're absolutely right. You have to do this. And so I start, I just took some time to pray over her. And she was just such an inspiration um, to me and, and such an encouragement, just hearing her, her, um, just her bravery and her just her willingness to do whatever it took um, to just do what God had told her to do. And so today um, I am really excited to have my friend LaToya on the podcast with me. She is going to share her story. Um, she is a homeschooling single mama to four boys living in Tampa Bay, Florida. She's a Christian life coach and a writer. She helps women, Christian women, overcome fear through bold and courageous faith so they can walk victoriously through trials, knowing God is with them every step of the way. 
And you can learn more on her blog, Women Finding God. Uh, LaToya, welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I, you know, we met, not, we've never actually met in real life, but several years ago, we were both writers for uh, Heidi St. John's uh blog post or blog, I guess it would be her blog um, or website at the time. She had a team of writers and uh, just a really unique group of women that I've actually stayed in contact with most of them or reached out every now and then um, to reconnect. And so when I was thinking about doing a podcast on uh, homeschooling as a single mom, you immediately came to mind because I know that uh, you've been doing this a while. And so I would love for you to share your story with our listeners. Okay. So I, it's funny. I always say that I fell into homeschooling by accident. I grew up, my dad was in the army. We went to base schools and public schools. I didn't even know that homeschooling was a thing. So when I was uh, pregnant with my oldest son, I was like, I'm going to be working. I was going to like go to law school and have a career and be this career woman and have family time on the weekends. Um, well, that didn't actually plan out. Um, when I was in law school, uh, my son was about one and a half and he was going to preschool um, because I was, of course, going to classes full time. And while I was pregnant with him, I hired a doula and she happened to be a single mom who was going to law school and was homeschooling her girls. And so that was my first exposure to that. And we stayed in close contact because we had very similar parenting styles. And when I actually started going to law school, we really became close. And so I remember just asking her questions like, how is this working? And just watching what she was doing. And when my oldest hit four, um, at least here in Florida, they have like, uh, what's it called? Voluntary pre-K. So they have this really big program to like get you ready for kindergarten. He was going through that. And I kept getting these phone calls from his teacher because he was terrorizing the classroom. Um, <laughs> like he would be literally swinging from like the ceiling or climbing on top of the bookshelves or just being disruptive um, as you know, young kids can tend to be. And finally I went and I was like, well, what are you doing during the time that he's causing all these problems? And she's like, oh, well, we're working on learning the letter A. And I went, oh, well, he can read. And she had like no idea. I was like, he can read, he's bored. That's why he's acting out. Why don't you give him a book to read during that time? And he'll like entertain himself. And that solved all of those problems. But wow. that kind of moment, I thought, okay, I'm trying to picture the same child in elementary school with like 30 kindergartners. And he, yeah, something here is not really going to work. And that's when right. I really began to dig into homeschooling because I thought this is the kid that's going to drive the teacher crazy either from being disruptive or like correcting the teacher because the teacher says something wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So tell me how old your, your boys are. So we have so, an idea of how yeah. long ago this was and all right. that. So I have a wide span. My oldest is 15. And then I have my second son is almost 13. I have a six year old and then the baby will be two in October. Wow. So this was a while ago. Mm hmm. So that's kind of how we started homeschooling. And I always thought, well, I'll just do this for the time being until like I can afford a private school. I thought I'll find like a good Christian private school and he can go there. Um, and that just hasn't happened yet. And I don't see that happening <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's funny. I love it. So when challenges arose, 
Um, what made you keep homeschooling? Yeah. So I think, so I have to go back a little bit. So I've okay. actually, I should say, I'm not practicing law. I never, I graduated from law school. I completed my studies. I did not take the bar exam. I have been working from home this entire time because God really changed my heart. Like I said, I was going to be like that career woman. Like I had no desire to be at home with my children. Like I kind of wanted kids because that just sounded like what you do. Like you grow up, you get married, you get the good job, right. you have the kids, you go to work, you see the kids like on Saturday and, and whatever. And that was what my mind was. And he really had to change my heart hmm. for that. And so the longer that we have been homeschooling, the more I have really come to cherish the time at home with my children. And so I think that as a single mom, like we have the challenge of being like the single parent, but we have all the same challenges that everybody else has when they're parenting and homeschooling. And so when they come up, I keep in mind, like, why am I doing this? Like, what, mm -hmm. like, what is the heart behind homeschooling? Yes, it was because I have a very gifted child. Um, and I didn't feel like public school was going to be the best situation for him, but it's grown into more of that. I really feel like this is like, this is what God has called our family to. It doesn't mm -hmm. look like everybody else's, but this is what we're supposed to do. You know, and I began to see the fruit of that, like where I have a child who is, you know, gifted and has all a combination of other special needs, but he is excelling in the things that he is good at. Mm -hmm. And he has the space and the time to make the progress as slow or as fast as he needs to in the other areas. And then I have another son that also has learning challenges. I have a son that's dyslexic, you know, and going, oh, but he doesn't have to struggle because we're at home. He doesn't have to do a lot of writing. He doesn't have to do all of these things that he would need to do in a different setting. And so it's really been able, allowed me to one, take the time that I need to figure out how my kids learn, like what mm -hmm. works. There's so many you know, tools and resources for all kinds of needs and learning disabilities and, you know, and those things. But having the time to try 50 things if I need to, to right. figure out what's going to work or what's not going to work. Having exactly. that freedom to do that without hindering their learning, without killing their, you know, desire for learning and those kind of things has been really, truly helpful. And I tell you what, in the times when I swear we've been walking through like a job season for like 15 years. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just been hard, hard, hard. But, you know, with dealing with abuse, dealing with divorce, dealing with death in the family, like all of these things, but being able to have my kids home, right? Not having to worry about like, are they going to have a breakdown at school and not know right. what to do? Right. On at home. No, right. like we're at home. Being able to say, you know what? The most important thing right now is not academics. It's that we just, that we be sad because mm -hmm. grandma died. We're just going to, as a family, be sad and rest and focus on grieving, being able to do that. Or just, yes. you know, being able to be like, you know what? We're going to deal with character issues because there's a lot of stuff going on. But having that freedom, like I would not trade that mm -hmm. in the world because out of all the struggles that come, like as a single parent, if they were gone all day long, I wouldn't have the chance to like to deal with those. We wouldn't have close bonds. I wouldn't have kids that like each other. Like I have a big age range. Mm -hmm. All of my kids like being together. This morning mm -hmm. after breakfast, from 15 down to two, we're chasing each other with Nerf guns, like running through the house, being goofy. But they do that. They enjoy each right. other. Right, right, right. I don't think they would have those bonds if we didn't have the time together that we do. You're absolutely right. And these are all things that I talk about frequently and have on the, um, you know, in several podcast episodes talking about nurturing sibling relationships and, you know, where I'm sitting, you know, all these years later, our oldest is 30 and our youngest is 16 and 
seven are graduated and I'm, I'm seeing the fruit and I'm seeing the, um, just the wisdom in investing in the relationships. And I love what you said, the slowing down. This is something that is so hard to do sometimes. You know, we're, I think as homeschooling parents, we're, we're always like a little unsure that we're doing enough. You know, that's probably one of the things I hear the most from homeschooling moms is, you know, how do I know I'm doing enough? Well, guess what? You don't. You just don't. And I think when we just say, you know what, it's okay that I don't know for sure if I'm doing enough, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because it's breathing life into my family. I'm, you know, I'm seeing good results. I'm see- there's peace in our household. I mean, not that our kids never fight. In fact, that's right. part of their education is we teach them conflict resolution. We teach them how to care for the ones who are younger than them because God's word tells us to care for them those who are weaker, right? What better scenario to start practicing that than with a little sibling, you know? So, you know, and then that homeschooling through a crisis, you know, I talk about that as well um, because no family skates by with no crisis. I mean, it's going to happen. And your thoughts on sending them to school and wondering if they're going to have a meltdown or feel like they can't when they need to and not be able to process that in a natural way and um, in the timing that is right for them is uh, such a, um, it's such a barrier to uh, like healthy grieving and healthy healing from, you know, the loss of something, be that a relationship or a, a, a parent, a grandparent, you know, it could be a death, but it can also be the death of a relationship. You know, I'm sure that, you know, in a divorce situation, there's, there's a grieving that goes on there. That's, you know, kind of similar to death. You know, you're losing a relationship. You're losing the vision of something you thought was going to be, and your kids are too. And so, like you said, to be able to just sit and be sad together and, and then to know as a mom, like, okay, it's time for us to do something normal. So let's, you know, let's make dinner or let's do something we like to do together. Absolutely. You know, just to be able to navigate all of that in, a, in the timing that works for your family because nobody can predict that. It's not a checklist. You can't say, well, at 10 a.m. they're going to cry and we're going to need to, you know, hug for a while and then they'll move on. We don't know. We it, It's something we have to just, we have to bring that nurturing nature that we have as a mom to the table and just um, nurture our children. And so, and being able to walk through the crisis, any crisis like that, I mean, we've lost, we had a a grandson who was lost to stillbirth and just totally unexpectedly. And we've had a child in the hospital for two months and we didn't know if he was going to make it. And so, yeah, I totally get that, that ability to be able to walk through that with our kids. It actually gives them a really great preparation for real life because there is grief in life. There is loss in life. And so to be able to teach them, model for them and walk with them through that grieving process, we're showing them what it looks like. And uh, and we sh- we're showing them what it looks like from a biblical worldview, from how we see our lives as believers. And so um, I love that. I love that. And I would say too, like if I always tell my kids, I'm like, you know, if you were on a job, you would be able to take bereavement leave. Right. They would not expect you to, oh, like you just buried your grandmother. Well, we'll see you at five. Like that's not how things work. Like, you know, 
no. you get the space and the time that you need to welcome a new baby into the family or take right. off because you're having, you know, all of those things. And so just like you said, giving them these skills, like, okay, when life sucks, it's okay to tap out. For mm-hmm. Exactly. You, know, when you need to. That's absolutely right. So I'm curious, you know, like you're this far into the game. So you, okay. So you, you opted to homeschool, you started homeschooling your oldest and then, um, how old is the next one? He'll be 13 in October. 13. Okay. So the next one comes along and by then you're pretty sold on homeschooling and you're like, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul or how are you feeling at that point? So it's, I still, I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing sometimes because oh. <laughs> you, know, you and like, the rest of us. <laughs> right. So like somebody's like, oh, you're a veteran homeschooler. And I was like, no, I don't want to be like, what, what, what? No. Cause my oldest, like last year was our first year for high school. So I feel like I'm constantly starting over. Right. And really things out. And so kind of like adding in, I got really confident really quickly that my oldest would never go to school because I was like, right. I, I would be spending all my time at the school trying to talk the adults down off the ledge because of right. what you were doing. Um, and so when we rolled in brother number two, I was like, well, why would I send him off? And I've got this one home. And it just was like, it just like, you'll understand this. Like homeschooling is not just an educational decision that you make. Right. It's not just a right. parenting thing. It's your lifestyle. It's just, yes. it's what defines your family. Like we mm-hmm. are a homeschooling family and it's not just our school hours. It bleeds right. into every aspect of our life. And I said, this is who we are. Um, this is what we're going to do. And so we just change and flex and shift and pivot as things, you know, when we added Right. Okay, we're gonna make this shift. Like this year, I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, elementary, and a toddler. Like I've got everything going on, it's a little <laughs> crazy, but um, you know, we make it work. We adjust, and so That's I right. think every I think every year I feel like just God kind of reconfirms the conviction in my heart mm-hmm. that this is what we should be doing. Um, and it, sometimes it's something small. It might be something big. Like, you know, when the world lost its mind last year, I thought, oh, well, I'm so glad that we are homeschooling because our life isn't going to radically change too much like some parents were having to deal with. Like, right. I was thankful for the stability. Yes. Um, you know, being a single parent, I'm thankful for the flexibility. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what about the other parent? I'm like, well, homeschooling actually is a benefit for both parents because you're not having to wait the eight hours for your kids to get out of school to spend time with them. Like they have the flexibility to, okay, like you want to go see dad for lunch or dad wants to pick you up or like whatever it works. And so it's just really awesome to, to just embrace that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be all in. Um, and we just, I keep going with that in mind. Like, it's really like not even an option to quit at this point for me. It's like, no, this is what we're doing. And if it's not working, we'll just figure out why it's not working and fix it. That's exactly right. And and everything's not going to be perfect. I mean, if we can just say at the end of the day, there's no perfect homeschooling plan. We are going to just, we're, of course, we have a plan, some sort of plan, obviously, but life is life. And if our kids are part of preparing our kids for life is understanding that things happen. And, you know, we, we go, okay, how do we problem solve this? And the cool thing is about, about homeschooling is that you can do it together. You can say, okay, 
Um, we've got this issue here um, coming up. What do you guys think we should do? And I love doing that with my kids. Just seeing where their mind would go. Their, some of their ideas, a lot of times their ideas were way better than mine. Yeah. You know, and and they loved that. Like to them, it, it, it encouraged them to think for themselves. It encouraged them to think critically. It encouraged them that what they had to say and that their ideas were valuable. And I'm telling you, that's that's what gives kids purpose. That's what gives us purpose. If we don't feel like what we have to offer is valuable, what purpose do we have? And so we want to raise kids with purpose. And so when they start at a very young age um, with that confidence slowly building that they have something valuable to bring to the table, it's a game changer. And just, you know, in their development and how they, how they think about themselves and other people, they're not victims anymore. They're like problem solvers. Especially "Mm." for your teenagers, because they know everything already. So my kids are like, well, mom, I don't like that. I'm like, well, then what do you want to do about it? And they're like, well, I'm like, figure it out. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. This this thing, like you have to do this subject, but if you don't like the way I would be doing it, figure out a way to get it done that you do like, like, right. That's exactly right. I talked about that in my high school podcast because that's what I do with my kids. I was like, okay, you you know, you got to meet this goal. Like you said, you're not really liking this idea. Bring some other ideas to the table. I'm open. (laughs) What do do you have? I'm like, exactly. You're not keeping track of all the things at all the time. So your brain has more space to be creative. So I'm like, figure it out. We'll go with it. That's right. That's right. So, okay. Finding the time to homeschool. So especially if mom and dad work, um, talk a little bit about that. Yes. So this is, this is interesting. So I have some single parent friends that homeschool and we all do things very differently, which is awesome because it gives me lots of things to share. So in our home, we have what I think is like a, a traditional like homeschool type schedule. We school in the morning. Um, my kids, their brains don't function too well after lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, listen, like eight o'clock to noon, we're trying to get as much done as we can during the day. And so we have that typical schedule where we're doing our school in the morning and then they have afternoons to themselves and like and their own activities. Okay, that's so funny because that is exactly what our schedule was. And that's right. what I talk about in the four-hour school day. It's the yes. same same thing. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, that's so great. Yes. And I will tell, so I, I guess the joke with the schedule is I am available between eight and noon. <laughs> that's so they choose I to, love it. For whatever reason, they don't feel like it. They don't want to. They were tired to do school after that point. They can do whatever they want to, but I am only available between the hours of eight and noon because I run a business and I have to keep a roof over our head. So I have to have my time. Exactly. I think the key when you're wanting to homeschool and you've got work and different things, you've got to get rid of the idea that there's a right way. Right. There's not a right way. You've got to find what's going to work for you. So I have a friend, she works full time out of the house. Her child is, I think, a middle school age. And so from the beginning, they've been homeschooling. And what she does is her mom lives lives with them. She facilitates. Mom does the planning. Mom gets the materials. She leaves the plans there. And grandma makes sure that it happens because she can't be at home. I have another friend. um, She takes her kids to work with her. She's able to do that. And so they pack up their stuff in the backpack, hop in the car, um, and that works. I have another girlfriend. They did their school on the weekends. 
Wow. Because she worked like Monday through Thursday. And so their school days were Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because that's what worked for her family. Um, I have another friend. She has teenagers. And so they're home all day. And she and she leaves their work for them to do while she's away at work. And so I think mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, you've just got to be okay with it not looking like other people that are home. Right. Right. Exactly. If exactly. it works for you, like if your school time is 5 PM to 10 PM, go for it. Um, right. whatever it is, that's going to accommodate your schedule. Um, I think I love this about, you know, parents, especially mamas, like if it's something that's really important to us, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's right. I say that all the time. I think, uh, sometimes moms underestimate their resourcefulness. Like, we're mama bears. And so if we want something and we think something is best for our kids, we will go to the ends of the earth to make it happen. And so we can totally do that. That might, like you said, that might mean we need to lay down our preconceived ideas, for instance, that we have to do every subject every day and we have to do this seven hours a day. We can just throw all that out the window and just say, okay, let's, let's, let's take a new look at this without the, you know, kind of like the traditional classroom glasses on. And let's talk about what is education? What is it really? Like, it's not just math and, and reading and writing and science and history. It's life experience. It's being able to function in society, function at home, take care of a home, take care of the yard, run a business, do whatever. And so we can involve our kids in pieces of that as it works for us. Um, so there's just a million different ways that you can Absolutely. do this. So and I will say, especially like for high school, there's mm -hmm. so much as a homeschooler, there's so much freedom. Oh yeah. High school years. Like I, Absolutely. like, yes, my state says we need to do X many credits of this and those kind of things. But then they allow like for electives and I'm like, okay, so like my kids help me out with the business a lot when, especially for shipping and things right. like, I right. just, what are we already doing? And let's right. find a name for that. That will make sense yep. to the outside world. That's absolutely right. I count that as credit. Like yep, we're already we, doing it. Like I, that, that removed, I don't have to find 80 more hours. No, of like you're already no. doing this. Let's yes, exactly. Something. Exactly. It's called, we call it education ease. If you can translate it into education ease, which you can, like you get the hang of it and it's really not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like someone should write a book like with just those terms in it and what they could mean just in general so that moms can have these words to use. But really, if you start kind of figuring out some of them, they start to come after a while. They do. And so, I mean, like, it's like, okay, so everybody's going to have a home at credit because everybody's doing chores. Everybody's pitching in, like, right. shut that off. Like, it's just, you know, we're all involved in church. Okay, we're going to have like an intro to Old Testament or like, you right. know, think of those things that cover what you're already doing. And then suddenly there's less pressure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we're not faking this. Like all those things count. Um, they are part of our lifestyle. But but I just I love the way you worded all that. That was just perfect. You know, it, it's like they're already part of our lifestyle. Our And our kids are learning from that. Yes. So we don't have to produce it, conjure it up look for it. We just need to look, we need to homeschool from where we are, like where we live. What do we already do? What are the things we already do? The things we enjoy, the things we're passionate about. Um, and let's just, you know, let's work from there. So I love that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up and we'll have a second part. If you will um, join me for one more podcast, would you be willing to do that? 
Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, we will do the second part of this in a part two. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and have you really quickly mention ways that moms can connect with you um, in case someone doesn't make it to the second um, episode. Oh, right. So you can find me on my website, womenfindinggod.com. And I'm also on Instagram, womenfindinggod. Um, it's pretty easy. It's spelled exactly as it sounds. Um, that's Great. That's to reach out to me. Awesome. Well, in the next podcast, we're going to be talking about cost, affording curriculum, um, uh, extras like co-ops and sports and talking about when you feel like you don't fit in. Uh, We're also going to be talking about how a homeschool community can reach out to and encourage and support single parents. So even if you're not a single parent listening, um, this could really be helpful to you to extend a hand and a heart to those who are single parents and trying to homeschool. So I'm just going to close real quickly in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. God, I thank you so much for LaToya and for just her powerful testimony and her wise words um, that I think are going to be a huge blessing to those who are listening. And I pray for those who are listening who are single parents, dad or mom. um, I pray that you would just begin to give them a vision for what it is you have for their family. Lord, I thank you that we get to hear ideas and, um, and that they can we know the ones that are kind of resonating with us. And so I just pray that you just help these parents to take the time to think through what they heard today and then to, you know, really pay attention to the things that were resonating with their own hearts, Lord, because I believe that's you speaking to them. And so um, just pray a blessing over them and over uh, families who are listening who aren't single parents. Um, Just give them a heart and eyes and ears to be watching and listening for those who might need, those who are single homeschooling parents and might need that encouragement or single parents who are thinking about homeschooling, but think they can't do it. Give these, these families the wisdom to be able to encourage them. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.